everyone, welcome to A Millennial Learns. This is your host, Abby Rancor. Thank you so much for joining me today. I appreciate you being here and listening. Today is our Bible episode. If you're new, welcome. Uh, Mondays, we do like a normal topic like history, politics, or religion. And Thursdays, we read, well, I, we don't always read, but we always go over a section of the Bible, do a little summary, talk about lessons learned, that kind of thing, trying to get through the Bible in a whole year. And previously, I had gotten one week behind. I'm supposed to read about 35 chapters, I think, um, per week, something like that. And a couple weeks ago, or actually it was more like a couple months ago now, I got behind on an episode and I was just, I could not catch up. Like there were so many things to read. It's hard to read 70 Bible chapters in one week. So I just let myself be behind and then I figured like eventually one week I'm just going to catch up. And this was the week. So this week we went through Psalms. So last week I went up to Psalms 9. But um, then the next week was from Psalms 10 to Psalms 78. And then the next week is from Psalms 79 to Proverbs 3. So I figured this is a good week to catch up. So instead of reading every Psalm and summarizing all of them, because they're pretty much all the same summary, they're all songs. And so there's some history behind Psalms that you should know. And there's some, you know, summaries that maybe will be helpful. But I thought that the overarching, you know, theme of them is the same. It's either praising God or praying to him to help them, help the Israelites. And so I just figured like, that's going to be very boring to go through 150 Psalms individually and summarize all of them. So what I figured I would do this week is catch up on both, you know, of these weeks. So just go all through Psalms. And instead of giving a summary of each one, I would just read a few of my favorites. Now, I do want to give a little bit of a history of the book of Psalms and, you know, things like that. But we're not going to be reading every Psalm. Um, But what we did is um, basically Psalms is divided into five books. And so I go through what each book means and then just pull out a couple of the most popular or some of my favorite Psalms and I will read those. We'll have a little Bible reading time and um, I'll go through like the lessons learned of those specific Psalms or like what I learned from them or what I like about them. So um, we're going to do that instead of going through all of them individually. So let's get started just with the history of Psalms. So Psalms is broken up into five different books, as I mentioned. Now, they're thought of always as a collective book. It sounded like they were more thought of as one collective book as opposed to five separate books that are just kind of grouped into one, but they do have kind of a loose five book division. So the title of Psalms comes from the Septuagint or like the pre-Christian Greek where they referred to stringed instruments um, like the harp, lyre, and lute. So those are all stringed instruments. They called them uh, like psalmers or something. They they called them um, psalms. And so they would use these uh, instruments to sing these songs and they became known as Psalms. And that was the title of the book. Once they made them into a full collection, the original Hebrew title is called, and I might mispronounce this, but it's called Tehillim, which means praises in the original Hebrew. So it's a lot of praises to God. And so it's 150 
And in the Catholic Bible, there's 151 um, praises to God in song form that are written out. So you might be asking, what are the five books that they are divided into? Okay, so the five books, the first one is the Psalms of King David. Actually, the first two are the Psalms of King David. So we talked a lot about David in, you know, the book of Kings and then the recap of the um, Chronicles books talked a lot about King David's rules or about King David's rule. And so the first and second books of Psalms talk about his rule and these are the Psalms that he wrote. Then the third book at the beginning and the end of the third book talks about the exile of the Israelites. So when they were um, exiled from the land of Israel and then the fourth book ends with a plea for the exiles to be returning home and for God to bring them back home. And then book five declares God has brought them home. So Psalms 1 through 41 constitutes the first book. And again, this is the Psalm of King David. So my favorite ones that I want to pull out here are Psalms 23 and Psalms 40. And I always say Psalms, but the actual book is not with an S. The actual book's name is just Psalm. So this one is Psalm 23. Okay, so Psalm 23 is, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Now, this is, I chose this one because, I mean, it was on the, like, you know, top 10 most popular Psalms. But my grandma, when we spent the night at her house, and actually, like, just at home, too, would have us recite this before we went to bed. So this was something we memorized from like a very, very young age. My parents and my grandparents basically made me memorize this one from when I was very, very young. And we would say it all together before we went to bed. And this is where like my grandma, when we would say, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever would like bounce us and tickle us and whatever and be like, and ever and ever and ever. And it was like all this whole big ending to the Psalm. But this is something we would say every night. And I remember like sometimes when I was, sad at whatever points in my life like you know kind of some habits kind of come and go so I would have this habit when I was a kid because my parents were in charge of like putting me to bed but when I was an adult and in college and you know high school and other parts of my life when like my parents didn't like put me to bed anymore and this wasn't part of a routine that someone else told me I should do I remember sometimes when I was like in a little bit when I was down or sad or something I would definitely or I couldn't sleep this is a big one if I couldn't sleep like yea though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death I will fear no evil for thou art with me if I was scared I would repeat this to myself so like this is a very very meaningful one to me and we have repeated this like my whole life I have known this since I've memorized something, this was like the first thing I've memorized. So this was a huge one. It reminds me of my grandma. And this is a great psalm. It's a psalm of David. Okay, so the next one is Psalm 40. Now, I didn't really, I, I don't think I've really heard this one a ton. Um, by the way, the last one was in King James translation for some reason when I memorized it I memorized it in the 
King James. I usually just read the NIV, but that one always sounds weird to me if it's not in King James because I've memorized it that way from when I was super young. So um, that is the only one that's going to be in King James. The rest of them are going to be in NIV. Um, okay, so this one, Psalms 40 is also in the first book. This is talking about the Psalms of King David. And let's see, this one, the title says, For the Director of Music of David, a Psalm. And so this one is, I, I waited patiently for the Lord. He returned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and mire. He set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. I love that. I love that like visualization in a lot of these Psalms where it says like, he lifted me out of the slimy pit and put me on a rock, a firm place to stand. It's like so comforting. Okay, uh, verse three, he put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and fear the Lord and put their trust in him. Blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, who does not look to the proud, to those who turn aside to false gods. Many, Lord my God, are the wonders you have done, the things you have planned for us. None can compare to you. Were I to speak and tell of your deeds, they would be too many to declare. Sacrifice and offering you did not desire, but my ears have opened. Burnt offerings and sin offerings you did not require. Then I said, here I am, I have come. It is written about me in the scroll. I desire to do your will, my God. Your law is within my heart. I proclaim your saving acts in the great assembly. I do not seal my lips, Lord, as you know. I do not hide your righteousness in my heart. I speak of the faithfulness of your saving help. I do not conceal your love and your faithfulness from the great assembly. Do not withhold your mercy from me, Lord. May your love and faithfulness always protect me, for troubles without number surround me. My sins have overtaken me, and I cannot see. They are more than the hairs on my head, the, and, my heart with, and my heart fails within me. Be pleased to save me, Lord. Come quickly, Lord, to help me. May all who want to take my life be put to shame and confusion. May all who desire my ruin to be turned back in disgrace. May those who say to me, Aha, aha, be appalled at their own shame. But may all who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. May those who long for your saving help always say, The Lord is great. But as for me, I am poor and needy. May the Lord think of me. You are my help and my deliverer. You are my God. Do not delay. Okay, I like this for many, many reasons. Now, I haven't, again, I haven't taken like, I haven't paid a ton of attention to Psalms 40. That's just never one I memorized or never one I really looked at. But when I read this, I really, really like it. Because, first of all, the part where it says like, do not withhold your mercy from me. My troubles are without number. My sins have overtaken me. I cannot see, you know, be pleased to save me, Lord. I feel like a lot, mo I would say most Christians have had the time, like either before they were a Christian or when they turned away from being a Christian for a period of time, where they felt like this. Like I definitely did in college where I was like, oh my gosh, my, you know, you're overwhelmed with your own sin and your trouble and all of these things. Like, you know, you're not to God. And so it's like, be pleased to come save me, come quickly and help me. I feel like many, many Christians, myself included, have prayed essentially the same prayer. Um, and it just shows that like your experience is a pretty common one. You're like, you're not really alone in anything. Everything you've experienced has been, pro especially in like a faith um, walk, that's kind of cheesy, but like anything regarding your faith, it's probably not the first time anyone in history has dealt with it. Like there's a lot of Psalms that say, the exact same feelings that you probably have felt before. Um, but then I really, really like the direct prayers of like, 
you are my help and my deliverer. You are my God. Do not delay. There's so much reverence. There's so much like, I know God can help. Please come help. This is a great Psalm all the way around. And that is the first book of Psalms. Okay. The second book of Psalms is also King David. Um, this next one I'm going to read is Psalm 46. And this is a great one. And I didn't actually know, like, I think this is repeated multiple times, but these first couple lines are just perfect. So, okay, Psalm 46 goes like this. God is our refuge and our strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her, she will not fall. God will help her at the break of day. Nations are in uproar, kingdoms fall, he lifts his voice, and the earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us, the God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and see what the Lord has done, the desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear, he burns the shields with fire. He says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. This is also a very comforting one. So I've heard God is our refuge and our strength and ever-present help in times of trouble. That's a very, very common um, verse. I didn't really know it was from this chapter. Um, and so, you know, I... I just love that. Like, it's so comforting to say, you know, God is our refuge and our strength and ever present help in times of trouble. That is amazing. Though, therefore, we will not fear. I think now, especially with everything going on in the world, fear is like the main emotion. And it's not the best emotion. You know, it's not a good emotion. Like, there's a natural fear. And if you are not in God, you can fear so much and and falling into fear is so easy. But this verse, if you're ever fearing, feeling fearful, if you go back to all these Psalms, here it is, like Psalm uh, 46.2 says, therefore, because he is an ever-present help, therefore we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall. Like, so the whole thing could be falling apart and we will not fear. And that is just, that is just a great, great verse. So, that is Psalm 46. That's the one I'm going to be reading from uh, the second book. So those were the Psalms of David, of King David. Um, I highly recommend both like reading that entire thing. They're all very, very good. And um, yeah, it's kind of hard to read all the way through. I think I mentioned this last podcast episode, but I usually don't read like Psalms all the way through. Even in a Bible, like reading the Bible from beginning to end is the first time I've really read Psalms all the way through. Usually I read like something from the Old Testament, something from the New Testament, a Psalm or a proverb and a gospel. And that's kind of the pattern of every day. So you get a little bit of a mix. I've never really read all of Psalms and they're kind of hard to read all together. So um, you don't have to read them all as a straight through book, but I would highly recommend Psalms 23, 40, and 46. Okay, then we're in uh, the book or like the third book within Psalms. Uh, the one I chose for this was Psalm 84. So this book goes from 73 to 89. Those are the chapters that it spans. This says, For the director of music, according to Githith, or Githith, of the sons of Korah, a psalm. So a lot of these psalms have a title about like who it's played to, you know, who wrote it, 
um, who it's for and the kind of writing it is. So this one is a psalm. So this says, how lovely is your dwelling place, Lord Almighty. My soul yearns, even faints for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. Even the sparrow has found a home and the swallow a nest for herself where she may have her young, a place near your altar. Lord Almighty, my King and my God, blessed are those who dwell in your house. They are never, they are ever praising you. Blessed are those whose strength is in you, whose hearts are set on pilgrimage. As they pass through the valley of Baca, they make it a place of springs. The autumn rains also cover it with pools. They go from strength to strength till each appears before God in Zion. Hear my prayer, Lord God Almighty. Listen to me, God of Jacob. Look on our shield, O God. Look with favor on your anointed one. Better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of the wicked. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk, whose walk is blameless. Lord Almighty, blessed is the one who trusts you. Okay, I like this one because of the God's favor. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. We, I think I talked about this as well, but we like do God's favor reports. And so if something good happens, we're like, oh, this is my God's favor report of the day. It basically means something where you recognize God is looking out for you. So it can be as small as like finding a good parking spot. Oh, we went to the zoo and the zoo is super packed, but we found a great parking spot right at the front. That's not just chance. That's not just luck. That's God's favor. We do God's favor reports most days. And I love that this is basically where it comes from. Like the Lord bestows favor and honor. He is, he knows you. Like you just get the sense that like he knows you, he cares about you. He's involved with every aspect of your life. And that's just very good. So that was 84. That is in book three. Obviously all these books are good, but it's at the beginning and the end of this book in particular talks about the exile. Okay. So then, um, Book four goes from 90 to 106. Now it talks about at the end of the book, of the fourth book. So like towards, you know, Psalms 100 and on talks about the plea for the exiles to come back home. But my favorite one of this is Psalms 91. And I will read this to you now. So this is Psalms 91. Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely he will save you from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his feathers and under his wings will you find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and your rampart. Uh, you will not fear the terror of the night or the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. A thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. If you say, the Lord is my refuge, and you make the most higher dwelling, no harm will overtake you. No disaster will come near your tent, for he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will lift you up in their hands, so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. You will tread on the lion and the cobra. You will trample the great lion and serpent. Because he loves me, said the Lord, I will rescue him. I will protect him, for he acknowledges my name. He will call on me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will I will deliver him and honor him with long life. I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Okay, so story about this one. First of all, is that not the most comforting thing you've ever heard where it says like, you will not fear the terror of the night nor the arrow that flies by day or the pestilence that stalks in darkness nor the plague that destroys at high noon. 
that is the best. I think this is honestly my favorite Bible verse of all time. There is so much happening in the world right now that is so scary. Like, all of it is scary. We're talking about Afghanistan. Like, you know, if you listen to this many months later from when I release this podcast, right now when I'm recording it, the Taliban have taken over Afghanistan. There's Christians being murdered. There's, you know, we just lost, I think, 13 Marines um, in the Kabul airport bombing, along with a ton of Afghan allies and other American citizens. Um, and there's just, I mean, even without that specific thing, there's just so much that is happening in the world. That's scary. But this says like, you know, a thousand may fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand. It will not come near you. It's just, it's very comforting. I love this, but this, uh, specific chapter is hanging in my office cube because there was this very odd, time in my life and it was like I want to say it was like a year ago and I remember calling my mom and, and talking to her about this but I would like well no it must have been more than a year ago because it was before COVID we were all in the office um but basically I just started having like crazy social anxiety like crazy like I would just walk around and say like hi to someone in the office and just think about it and be nervous about it for like 30 minutes, 40 minutes. Like the next day I'd be like, Oh, did I say something weird in that meeting? Did I like, you know, whatever. I just overthought everything. And I was like so anxious. And I know that a lot of that was because I was not in my Bible enough. Like I wasn't reading these sorts of things enough, but in order to snap out of that, I recognize like, I'm not reading this enough. I need like the truth here and so I printed out Psalm 91 and I hung it in my cube and it's still there and it is the best psalm when you're dealing with something like that with anything like that so that is the fourth book the one I chose for the fourth book and okay the last book I chose I mean the last book is the fifth book which declares that God has brought the home the exiles and then praises them so I chose more of a praise one. Um, obviously there are more, I, I feel like I chose a lot of positive ones. There are ones that are like, you know, why is this happening to me? Please rescue me, those sorts of things. But it always points to God's faithfulness. So those are all very good to read. But this next one I chose for the fifth book is Psalms 138. It says, I will praise you, Lord, with all my heart. Before the gods, I will sing your praise. I will bow down towards your holy temple and will praise your name. For your unfailing love and your faithfulness, for you have so exalted your solemn decree that it surpasses your fame. When I called, you answered me. You greatly emboldened me. May all the kings of the earth praise you, Lord, when they hear what you have decreed. May they sing the ways of the Lord, for your glory. For the glory of the Lord is great. Though the Lord is exalted, he looks kindly on the lowly. Though lofty, he sees them from afar. Though I walk in the midst of trouble, you preserve my life. You stretch out your hand against the anger of my foes. With your right hand, you save me. The Lord will vindicate me. Your Lord, your love, Lord, endures forever. Do not abandon the work of your hands. Um, This one I like because, like, it talks about being bold. We, I, I think I talked about this on the podcast, but we talked about in Bible study about being bold, like how you have to be bold for Jesus because a lot of the things that he calls us to are bold. Like it's not just going to be easy. You can't just like slide by and be like, oh, you know, I, I like Jesus, but, but he requires nothing of me. Like you have to be bold and you have to be out there with your beliefs and you have to, yeah, you have to, you're going to 
do some things that are bold. Like if he talks to you and tells you to give money to the poor, or give money to the homeless man on the street, like that is a bold act to go and like take care of him or like give him money or whatever. So you have to be willing to follow what God tells you. And that might be bold. And it says, when I called you, answered me, you greatly emboldened me. And then it says, I will, I will praise you, Lord, with all my heart before the gods and gods are in quote, like the false gods. I will sing your praise. Like even when everyone else is worshiping these other gods, you will praise the Lord. And this one is just very, very empowering and bold. Um, and it just makes me very, very confident in the gospel. So those are my Psalm Bible readings of the day. Um, I think I'm just going to end it here because technically this week went to Proverbs 3, but I feel like I'm just going to do a Proverbs intro and, you know, group those three Proverbs in with the next week. Um, and so we are going to, uh, through the book of Proverbs pretty much next week. So if you're reading along, make sure to read Proverbs. Again, I usually don't read Proverbs like all the way through, but so if you're just kind of casually reading Proverbs, then um, tune in. We'll go over some of my my favorite ones or like some of the ones I find most valuable. Um, but usually like there's 31 Proverbs. So usually if I'm really into a good Bible reading routine, I'll read one proverb a day. Um, and if there's like 30 days, I'll just read 30 and 31 on the same day. So that tends to be a good thing. So I'm reading Proverbs all year round because that's just such a good book full of so, so much wisdom. Um, so that is all. I think I've covered everything with the history that I wanted to and the Psalms that I wanted to read. So I hope you enjoyed that little taste of Psalms and I highly encourage you to go read those, find your favorite, DM me what your favorite Psalm is because I really love to hear and I would love to go read them. I feel like Psalms is a very kind of overlooked book because we reference it a lot, but we don't go read it a lot. I feel like so, um, go send me your favorite Psalm and I would love to read it. So that is all for today. Thank you all so much. And I will see you on Monday's episode. Bye everyone.